This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business. Hi, I'm Timothy Cochran, founder of Daft Boy. And what I love about innovation is its ability to make the old new. From New York City, you're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Mark Rako, one of your hosts. Also here with us, Mr. Pavan Ball of Bellwether Culture. How are you? I am very well. Thank you, Mark. Good. I, I like to say you're of Bell, Bell, Bellwether Culture, but I, I feel like Bellwether Culture is of you. Really, right? <laughs> it's really a subset of you, as opposed to you being it's a very subset existential of existential right? questioning. And I've been drinking. Well, why don't I just go back to the AU? AU! There you go. Uh, also, uh, joining us on mic, as you may have heard a little hint of a moment ago, the founder and CEO of Get Shit Done, a platform helping female entrepreneurs scale companies. A uh, million plus and so much more. It's Alex Batdorf. Hey, Alex. Hey, slaying on a Monday I, per use. Per use. I, I think you're, I, can't, I can't do you're, a hair you're, flip. You're, I can't do a hair flip because my hair is in a bun today. right now. You can no, do a fake one, no, though. Well, no one knows know. it's audio. Wow, what a hair flip. This is just, you know, that's no, all we have to it, do. It is magical. It is magical because I have a big curly afro. So I wouldn't want to rob oh. you guys of that. I'll have to do it over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I've been robbed through male pattern baldness of my own ability to do that. So uh, anyway, uh, but enough about us. Let's go to our guest, uh, Tim. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for doing it. Kind of a uh, uh, really um, uh, ran across uh, your brand uh, just through your very effective Facebook advertising. And, oh, uh, and uh, I just keep seeing it over and over again. I don't know what I did. That, that is put the me, point. Put me in the path <laughs> the of your algorithm. But <laughs> yeah. we're talking here at least because uh, because it just really intrigued me. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about what you guys have been doing with uh, Daft Boy, your brand. And, uh, and find out, <laughs> number one, why it's called Daft Boy, which I'm sure is the question you've answered <laughs> about a, a bajillion times. We'll talk about that. But <laughs> there is always a story. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having me. You are coming in from San Francisco. Is that your base of operations yep. for Daft Boy? Yeah. So we actually have three bases of operations. Um, we we were lucky enough to be able to split the company. So uh, I am here in the headquarters of Daft Boy USA. Woo! San Francisco, <laughs> California. Um, and then we have Daft Boy UK LTD um, out in uh, London. And then uh, Daft Boy Pty Ltd, which is our Australian branch. Fantastic! So, so let's international fish. Oh, yeah. okay, I love That was seamless. So, so let me dive in with this question then, just from through my own lens. So I came to you because what caught my eye, as it does many people, as I understand, and that is the uh, the ma the masks, like like for pandemic mask or whatever face mask that um right. that light up that are led or or whatever it is that is uh, lighting them up the I'm, original fashion tech the original fashion tech right. lights lights, lights on lights on garments lights on the garments. burning yeah. man at every burning man costume that's ever. right so i totally as understand. long as they don't light it on fire i'm cool there you go that's perfect <laughs> good design good design um right. i know this is just one corner 
of what you do that just is catching attention at this moment. But I, um, but but then as I looked closer, another thing that seemed very obvious is the really interesting community that you and your brand have built. That uh, that almost seems like chicken and egg. I, I don't know whether the <laughs> the community has come out of the brand or the brand has driven the or the community has driven the brand. So that, that's uh, a really great question. And, I, I have I, I I ask myself that every day. Um, you know, we uh, a lot of where we started from was from um, an LGBTQ based community, um, and as a member of of that community myself, uh, you know, I, I was joking with a friend of mine before I even came on this and said, you know, I, I'm going to start off with, hello, is a homosexual vampire? <laughs> uh, but it's very important within, so you no, know who but, I um, am. Right, <laughs> just so you know who I am. I think that's the perfect statement. Um, if that was only really, a fashion um, as your business first, you know, if it was only a first. Right. But, you know, um, we, we really kind of spawned from the RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, phenomenon that happened and you know what whether we we all agree that it's fashion or it's kitsch or whatever word you want to use for it it's it's a force um mm. and it has built this amazing community um and actually um has started and inspired a lot of businesses such as mine so mm. interesting and, and you've done a collaboration with rupaul from what i see on your instagram um, so my my history is a little all over the place. Um, I've actually been in the fashion industry um, for fifteen years. Okay. Um, so I've done a lot capacity? of. I've done a lot of white label. Um, I'm more of the designer. So um, you, you you may see a lot of celebrities coming out with really cute sw swimsuits. I'm going to tell you one thing: they cannot sew. Girl cannot pattern. She cannot sew. She cannot do anything. She got the name. She got the know-how for the business, but she don't know how to do anything beyond that. And that's where um, my my kind of initial business kind of stepped in. And then I've gone into several incarnations beyond that. Um, I've worked in porn, not in front of the camera. I saw your eyes. I'm no, that's a, a great camera. industry to be in. That's how you make some it, money, honey. Money, right. money, money. So I did brand management um, in um, in a, a very, very interesting porn company. Um, and a lot of what I did for them was pattern making, uh, coming up with the, the interesting costumes that we, we all will be seeing more of as it's becoming closer to Halloween <laughs> uh, <laughs> in public. But, you know, um, I, I did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I've done New York Fashion Week. I've done LA Fashion Week. I've done most of the major um, industry things. I've partnered with um, designers and and good friends such as Richie Rich, um, who's dear and near to my heart. One of the original club kids from back in the day. And nice. um, I, I think you know, just with that background, and then kind of finding this community within RuPaul's Drag Race like it just it just made sense and that's really where my brand came from now, now correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong but a lot of it seems that a lot of your acumen with the private labeling is literally exactly what Daft Boy is right so you have the silhouettes that are there and then you're basically just printing right on top and replicating repeat and rinse type of right type and of um, so we so a lot of it uh, well um, I, I think I talked about innovation at the beginning of the show and and really, I think what a lot of the company is based off of as well is innovation. 
we'll we'll take something that has been old or what like I am I am such a child of the 80s like I mm-hmm. love all the cheesy 80s everything like you you show me the movie mannequin I'll sit there and watch it for like three hours like Howard the Duck is my jam <laughs> yo I love all of these cheesy 80s b-rated movie and the fashion that was behind it there was a lot of costuming that went into 80s clothing um and what a lot of my company does is we'll take things that i was inspired from from the 80s and we'll make it current Mm. you know um we're known what we're what we started off being known for is our folding fans Mm. uh the drag queen fans that go what what Yes. yes. There it is. Yes. If you could, if you could see it, you heard it, right? Yes. Um, and I, I don't think a lot of people really get where this came from. Um, so this is actually, uh, I mean, you know, historically we could go back to China and, and Spain and 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 all of that, but w- in the reference that we use it as, as a company, is really inspired from the '80s, from the ball culture, mm. um, New York ball culture. Um, yep. And a lot of the the queens and the trans community and the uh, especially black trans community um, from the New York ball scene used these fans to really clack and celebrate what was going on. Um, and we took that and we started putting phrases on it and I doing different that. designs and going with that. And then from my white, um, you know, white labeling, we started going, well, if... Why, why does it have to be my message? Yeah. Why can't it be our customer's message? So our number one selling product still to this day is our custom fans where people can go on our website and upload their own images and overlay their own text and get creative and make a statement piece for themselves. Well, well I, for themselves, but can they, can they also build a business out of it? So, I mean, like, you know, you have yeah. stuff like custom ink, right? <laughs> like custom ink thrives on folks like uploading a design and letting custom ink do all the work. And then, you know, they, they have a front-facing Shopify site, and there, there you go. Right. And, and we do a lot of that, too. So um, I, I'm under a lot of NDAs, so I can't tell you who we're doing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I can tell you we've done stuff for lots of celebrities. A, a lot yeah. of the fan industry that you're seeing out there is really being made by, by us. I just, <laughs> what, what, type of, what type of volume, sir? Sorry, uh, real uh, quick before we. Sorry about that, Alex. But yeah, what, what type of volume are we talking about? Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll just put it this way: there, there's a reason that we're in Australia and the UK. Getting it close, <laughs> That's it's a closer good to the market. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's you know it's a worldwide market, and um, I I think that we've kind of even gone into places, and RuPaul's Drag Race has followed. We've we've had a very very blessed relationship with World of Wonder. Um, and being able to partner with a media outlet like that, that really touches on our community. Um, so I, I don't know if you knew, knew this, but uh, Drag Race Holland, shout out, um, just started airing um, this last month, the last four, four weeks. Uh, Drag Race Canada's come out, um, and there's, there's talks of there being a lot more of this um, on the international community. Oh, wow. Um, and I think I think that's where a lot of, small businesses um, get trapped is, is they, they only think about what's going on here in the U S and they forget that there's an entire huge community in yeah. the world. It's distribution. That could be potentially interested. 
Yeah, yep. I, I see that a lot, especially with our founders. Like the the name of the game, especially when you're in startup growth mode, is distribution. Like how can you get the right distribution partners instead of handling everything on your own? I'm really fascinated by this celebrity movement. So we see so many. I mean, I was just looking the other day in my in my bathroom, like all these celebrities creating their own products, of course, in terms of building wealth, um, just your face and brand alone is not enough. It's like, how do you monetize that? So now I'm seeing, I mean, um, pattern, uh, by Tracy Ellis Ross, literally in my bathroom right now, you have so many, um, so many celebrities that are doing these white labels that they're not the one creating it. They're not the, like you said, they don't know how to sell worth a damn. They don't know much. It's more of an aesthetic and they have a Oh, Kylie cosmetics. Perfect case right. in point is that you now have this rise. With, with how I think she's got what four people in her office. Yeah, yeah, the, and it's so yep. small. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, damn near billion it's dollar brand. Fuck around with the semantics, whatever. She's not a billionaire yet, but whatever. It's still massive. It is a yeah. small, small, tight, lean operation, and is able to thrive. So. I would love to hear more about your experience. I, I know you're under NDAs. You don't have to say specifics and p- people, but you know what does that look like behind this, the scenes in terms of that that surge of all these celebrities that want to get in this game in terms of getting equity in companies and building wealth that way? I, I you know what I, I I think it's really fascinating, and I I think um, the first thing that we need to ask before we we even dive into that is what is celebrity anymore? Because mm, um, let me tell one. you what there are so many celebrities that have popped up in the last month, thanks to TikTok, thanks to Instagram, thanks to you know influencer marketing that defining what a celebrity is, and even celebrities that we know. I, yeah. I don't know how many times I, I, I'm watching a movie on Netflix with someone and I'm always like, what's she doing now? And everybody's yeah. like, I don't, know. I don't know. So, you know, what what is when you're talking celebrity, what is that anymore? Is Are we talking current celebrity? Are we talking, you know, my, my celebrities from the 80s? Are, like, yeah. is it celebrity? I mean? Is it an influencer? Is it authority? I think it's, that's another. But is it, right. Yeah, I guess saying. I guess it's it's interchangeable, that term, right? Influencer, right. celebrity. Celebrity is just notability, right? Uh, of name, recognition right. I, of name. And I think, I think um, you know, when you're talking about monetizing off of it, I think really what it is, is um, it's it's different for different celebrities, big air quotes there. Um, so for a lot of the newer TikTok celebrities that are coming up and trying to monetize off of this, you can, you can almost look at them and see how new they are by what kind of products or how they're trying to push their brand. Mm. It's a lot of these... Like everybody has a t-shirt. Everybody has oh God, a sweatshirt. Yeah. Everybody has a hat. And the and the reason that everybody has a t-shirt and a hat and a sweatshirt is because those are the easy things. Easiest, those are yep. the, mm-hmm. the, the low hanging fruit that they can grab at. And it's really interesting as you get into um, more business savvy celebrity where they're mm. not going for just the t-shirt, they're going to reach out, they're going to make their brand something else. They're going to make it a cosmetic line. And that's what they're going to turn yeah. their their celebrity into, or they're going to take it and move it towards um, public speaking. 
you know, yeah. and, Look, and I, be a, I, one of those I think people that that's going to go out the most, in the community. So, you know, love him or hate him, but, um, you know, someone like Scooter Braun, who's, you know, represents some massive powerhouse celebrities uh, across the uh, the entertainment sphere. I mean, he, he's finding just incredible brand deals and in, in private label opportunities, uh, you know, for, for, for folks. And, and I think that is, uh, to your point, that that's where you, the savvy really comes in. And you, you just mm-hmm. hit these massive, massive, massive product uh, uh, deals. And really right. where... And, 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 and really... There, you, there's a flip side to that, too, because there's older celebrities. There's the celebrities that I was just talking about of what, what are they doing now? And they're going into trying to monetize into different industries to to kind of make themselves relevant again. But I think this also brings about like what your original question, what actually defines celebrity? I, I don't even think anymore it matters if you're a celebrity. I think what matters is if you have influence or if you have authority or if you have both. Because I think of someone like this, maybe a year or two ago, there's this one girl who had so many followers on the gram and she couldn't even sell like 20 shirts she had like millions of followers and she couldn't even yeah so she couldn't even sell the shirts and i think there's a difference here of what's visible and then what actually has engagement has a connection to a community because let's say if you're someone that was a quote-unquote celebrity in the 80s but you're still relevant and have that influence today you can move product because people care about you it's like what if um Richard Simmons came back and decided to be like, hey, I'm here again. I bet you that motherfucker would sell, sell, sell. Right. And uh, um, just, you know, with my experience in White Label, that we, we get a lot of, um, of approach. We get a lot of different people approaching us. And we've turned a lot of clients down because, you know, mm-hmm. part, of, part of it is, especially in business, is creating a win-win. You know, I could take your money and sell you a whole bunch of product, but I know you're not going to reorder and you're just going to sit on that stuff in your house for mm. God knows how long. You know, that's not a win-win for us. You yeah. know, um, how, how, how much of your business is uh, private label versus um, direct-to-consumer or like consumer uh, facing? Um, so, uh, so direct. I love I love direct-to-consumer. Um, mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I, I I really love direct-to-consumer because you get yeah. immediate feedback on everything yeah. you yep. can tell what's working you can tell what's not everyone's and you can voting tell with within their the first week <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. absolutely you know um and and really uh i mean a large part of what what keeps the company you know running is our white label um but um but really what keeps the company running is direct to consumer because we'll test out products direct to consumer and figure out what's working and what's not right away and then we can take that knowledge bring it over to white label and say you literally go to our clients and be like we already know this is going to work and we know how to do this it's r&d it's r&d ongoing i love that right as an american there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety. On November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early, or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. 
Tim, before we go too much further, can we just uh, kind of do a quick review of actually what your offerings are in the company and how, how that's yeah, actually sure. positioned? Like <laughs> After what, we continue what, to excitably talk yeah, here back and forth. What, what do you sell? Where, where do the products come from? And, and what is your method of distribution? Okay, so um, primarily what we sell is uh, we are a – we're in transition. So are we all? We started off um, – right? <laughs> we, we started off uh, – I mean, I can't argue with that. We all in transition. Uh, we started off primarily uh, with our folding fans, and that's really – you know, um, I was doing folding fans before folding fans were really a thing. And we brought that into the market. Um, there, There is definitely something to be said for first to market. Absolutely. And um, it's not just being first to market anymore, but then continuing branding it um, after that. And our our bread and butter still to this day are our folding fans. And, our, and as I said, you know, from my, um, my, past experience in white labeling like our custom uh folding fans which you can do absolutely on our website create your own message get out there and have a lot of fun with it um and then really uh we started bringing in other accessories last year um Mm. and they always kind of got overshadowed by our main product and i i hate to say this but covid really brought us into the accessory uh world not necessarily by choice but by by survival. Wow. And that's where that's where the masks came from. You know, we we started off doing the cloth masks right away and then everybody was doing the cloth masks and I was sitting there like why why are we doing this? Like why am I trying to compete with something that you can get at freaking Walgreens? Like mm. why would I do that? Why am I going into an oversaturated market right now? Um I'm like, I want to do this, and I think safety is important, but we need to really stay true to who our community is. Um, and that's when we started innovating and doing the LED and getting more involved in technology. What was well, that, like, that, that yeah. moment like? Because you hit on something really important here. Everyone's like, when I go to the grocery store, everyone has a hand sanitizer. Now there's all these new hand sanitizers out. Um, and then right. you have people, everyone's making a, a mask, these cloth masks. So what was that moment for you and your team to decide this is the type of mask we're doing? And then this is how we're also going to connect it back to the, the core of what this company actually is. So we're not go, deviating away from, from our core. Really March. March was hard. Ooh, March was rough. really, really hard. Uh. <laughs> It was the worst. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. Oh, no. You know, we you know, we really didn't know. Everybody's sales just plummeted because nobody knew what was going on. E- e-commerce, mm-hmm. I would say March 2020 is the worst that e-commerce may have ever been or may ever be. It was just it was pure fear. That's your Lysol. Um right. And I think <laughs> a lot of us uh a, a lot of us went into this like fear mode of like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? It's it's the you know they're talking about the 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 economy is gonna collapse, the stock markets are all going way down. My four hundred one k like got cut in half. Fin- finally, is starting to go back up, but like got cut in half in March, 
in like two days. And I was just mm -hmm. sitting there and like, okay, mm. girl, we need to prioritize. Like, you know, why are, I think the first question that you need to ask yourself, um, especially as a business owner um, and periodically through your businesses, why am I doing this? Yes. Why am I doing this? Because, and you need to ask yourself that throughout the life of your business, because you may start off your business being like, I am doing this because I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be an independent woman and I'm going to mm. go into the world and do it. And then after that's year not two, enough. <laughs> that is not enough. And after year two, you're like, girl, what am I doing? Oh my God, I've invested <laughs> all this money. Yeah. And I'm just, oh my, are we even in the green yet? I don't, girl, I can't even figure out my own books. Like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, you need to come to those, those Jesus moments where you really center with yourself and you go, why am I doing this? And mm -hmm. March 2020... <laughs> was a great opportunity for Ask everybody that question. <laughs> to sit down and yep. go, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And um, why, why we were doing this is because we have an amazing community and mm. I love being part of that community and I love catering to that community. Um, and that's when we decided, okay, we're not just doing cloth masks. We're going to do something that's really going to go out to our community and that's going to make sense. That you know, is... we're, mm -hmm. we feel like this is going to be around for a minute. So if we're going to do it, yeah. let's freaking do it. And this is makes a lot of sense. community to me is the best form of marketing because it's baked in and it's all, it's not even just marketing. It is constant R and D and something that the, one of the experts in our community had talked about was community as the new moat for a business. And I think that is a testament to what you've built. And I would love to hear more about the community and what makes your particular community so special and engaged because you see a lot of companies that half-ass it where they put up a Slack group or a Facebook group or they're like, we have community. And it's just like, but you don't because no one's even interacting here. And there's just something. So you can't bullshit community. You can put up yeah, an ad, you can, you can smoke and mirror anything, but you cannot bullshit community. Like numbers don't lie. Engagement doesn't lie. So I would love to hear more about what makes your community so special. And especially as you guys have been able to navigate into this kind of slight pivot into these type of products and how your community has helped usher you there. I think I touched on this briefly before, but you know, the company really was born out of, um, really out of drag queens. Um, God love a good drag Is it queen. everything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not a performer, but I have been in the houses. I have been around a lot of drag queens um, most of my um, business life. And really, when you get into fashion, they always say that you're going to just meet the most interesting people. And girl, it is true. You meet Very. the most interesting people, right? Mm. Some of them good. Some of them are yeah, most say, but interesting uh, is different. Interesting. Drama, Inter right? interesting, yeah, interesting could be on both sides of that spectrum. So that's right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was fortunate to get the drag queens as my interesting people, and um, just really love it. And the the thing about um, going going into how they build their community, mm. I think a lot of businesses can learn. 
Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of a lot of people come from uh, a very privileged background where they've had such great family structure already built for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the LGBTQ community, unfortunately, hasn't had that. And they've had to build their own community. And I think as a business owner, um, it's it's worth looking at. Because if you want to see about building community, look at these people. Look how they build their chosen family. Um, and really, when you're looking at marketing, it is hand in hand very similar. Like we are, we are out there. We know who, we know who our people are. We can tell you exactly who our people are. You know, and and there are are more people that we're inviting into the party now. You know, once you get your core group, your core demographic of who you know will work within your your family, your chosen family, then you can start broadening that and start including more and more people and start inviting more and more people in. Um, Again, coming from the RuPaul Drag Race thing, I'm going to use this as an analogy, but, you know, when RuPaul's Drag Race started as a show, um, it was a terrible filter. It was on this little channel called Logo that nobody even really knew what it was. And she built her brand and her community as we know it now from starting with that core demographic that she knew this would work for. And she has started building it in and building it in and letting more people in and letting Mm -hmm. more people in to turning it into an international global brand. and I, I think any business can do that. If you can start, you know, first start with you. Yeah. <laughs> then start then start with your chosen family, you know, and start pulling them in and then start expanding that and letting more people into the party. And over time, you're just going to see this amazing brand loyalty that you, you can't buy that. Yeah. You know, that's something you've created. To that point, though, right? Like, at what uh, in, I guess, what are some ways that you've um, kind of kept that engagement active? Because a dormancy kills the energy, right? And and so there has to be consistency into any strong business, strong community. And I'm wondering, like, beyond you know, so the business, right? If I'm looking at your business, of course, you're selling stuff, right? Right. Um, so how do you how do you get that yin and yang or that give and take? Um, in a respectful and authentic way. I be, because the the way the the way that it is 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 we've created the demographic or the chosen family because of the product. The product yeah. is really what's bringing us all together. If you don't have a solid product that can bring yes. people together like that, then 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 mm-hmm. what again, what what are you doing? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um and so so you don't have to worry about the respect of selling if you know that the product is respectful. Love it. Yeah. And I think that goes back to building alongside your, your community and your customer where I see so often uh, companies putting things out there because they want to be on top of the latest trend and whatnot. And going back to your point of, we just didn't do cloth masks because everybody else was doing it. We actually built in, parallel with what our community was saying to us and stay true to that. And then the growth comes, comes from that. So what are you putting it? Like, 
how, how does, I'm actually curious about how your community gathers because, you know, is it a, a group? How are you getting that constant feedback loop? Because it's still e-commerce, you know, it's not necessarily a, a Facebook group. So how are you taking in those insights to then do product development and, and continue to scale up? Um, I, for, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Anybody that says e-commerce is just e-commerce is doing it wrong. Mm. Period. If you are not period. out connecting, period. period, girl, period. If My you are job. not out connecting, mm. connecting with your customer base, you are doing e-commerce wrong. If you think you can sit behind your computer Get up every morning, drink your coffee, look at some Facebook things, throw a couple ads up and think that you are done for the day. You nope. are not done for the day. <laughs> you will never be done for the day. You, are, <laughs> you may be done in life at that point. Like, you know, um, your business we, is we done. built, we, right. We, we go out and we, we do things, um, you know, bef before 2020, we were at prides all over the world. We do. Mm. We would get a booth. We'd get up and we'd talk to the people. We go to mm. RuPaul's DragCon. We go to um, Drag One conference. We find the communities that we um, we find where our community goes, and we go there. Yes. Um, you, and and I would say if you look at any major brands, you will see them right there next to you. Uh, we, we, we did, uh, San Diego pride, uh, 2019. We were right across from HP computers, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. If yeah. HP computers hey, is it, there as an online retailer, yeah. Yeah. why aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. True. You know, um, I, you know, what, what I've noticed that, um, you know, from just kind of observing the brand again online is that you do particularly well is gear up for holidays. So moments like moments, cultural moments through the year. And I'm wondering, like, when does that planning start to be successful at uh, a proper launch and campaign leading into a specific, whether it's uh, Halloween or, or Pride Week or you know, is, it the, it is. is it the day after the last one ends? The, the day before. God, that is the biggest yeah. struggle. That is such a yeah. huge struggle. Like I, I, yeah. oh my God, I, I've, I've worked for several companies in the back that are like, oh, we got to plan this out for six months in advance, or we got to plan this out for a year in advance. Let me tell you what, if we, if we planned out for a year in advance and waited a freaking year, we would irrelevant, be missing yeah. it's so, irrelevant. so much. Right. And, yeah. and I'll also tell you, you know, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about my brand right now because of these amazing masks that you saw. If I waited a year to, to develop these, we would not be having this conversation right now. It's true. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I think a lot of companies um, in my experience and, and a lot of even the retailers that I've worked with, and I've, I've had these arguments with my retailers before is what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. What yeah. exactly are you waiting yeah. for? Let's talk about that. You you made a decision and said, we need to act on this. Let's use the masks as an example. We need to act on right. this. Tell me about, on, kind of take us through the actions that you you did in order to make that happen. Because beyond just you know the entrepreneurial processes, even from a technology standpoint, a system standpoint, what did you do to say, okay, these must now exist. We have to get them out there as soon as possible. Tell us what you're you did. You're trying to take all my secrets. 
Well, yes. oh, all my secret. Oh, exactly. that's the point. Okay. So all right, I'm going to I'm going to tell you how we how we how we did this one mask. Don't ask about anything else. OK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so honestly, the, you know, I had um, I had my come to Jesus moment. We, we decided what we were going to be doing. Um, and and we had I had an idea of how I wanted to do it. Um, and what's really great is when you are when you are the owner of your own company, you have the ability to make very quick decisions, right? Because you're just, it's no longer, oh my God, I need to wait for somebody else to no approve renting. this. It's, I think yeah. a lot of us are trained in our minds from our beginning jobs. Like, no, you have the power, you do it, right? So the first thing I did was I got on YouTube. I love yes. me some YouTube. And I, I started looking around and seeing what what was going on in in clothing, in um, anything that was fabric, because I love materials. As a designer, I've always loved materials. And I started seeing a lot of fiber optic videos, and I was obsessed. I watched fiber optic videos for two days straight. It was fantastic. I would do it again. Second thing I went is like, where are yeah, they first of all, Did this? you do that straight where? or high? I just need to know. Huh? <laughs> so I, just, I, I just asked you if you did it straight or high. Sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you don't she, dance she don't do that no more. She's a grown woman. She's got right. no <laughs> you got, you are, Busy. Um, I'm busy. Right. Sorry, I'm continue. I'm busy, right? Um, but, you know, and I really... and. I, and then I asked, well, how are they doing this? Where, where are they getting this from? Because, you know, if, you, if you're able to see it in the world, it's coming from somewhere. And a lot of what sourcing is, is doing the legwork and reaching out and emailing XYZ company and seeing what information and what partnerships you can work with. Um, and I was very lucky with this, that I reached out to a um, Chinese app manufacturer that was working on these LED new screen things that were going into, I, I, I think they were going into baseball hats and I just thought that was stupid. And I was like, well, do you think we could take this technology and move it into something else? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, great. So I found someone that had a base structure that I could build off of. So mm. I partnered with them immediately. I took my skill set. I took their skill set. We had a powwow for about a week um, over Skype. Um, and I sent them a whole bunch of designs and they sent me a prototype and I tested it. And I went, this sucks. And then I sent them back with a whole yeah. bunch of notes and then they sent it back and I went, this sucks. Yep. <laughs> Keep going back and, and forth. And I did yeah. that, a, you did that a couple times and then they yeah. sent me a prototype and I loved it. I'm like, this is great. Let's take this yeah. to market. And if you're able to partner with, um, if, if I'm able to do the design work and I'm able to find a manufacturer that can do it and we work together on the product immediately, there is no lag time from the time that you finish or come up with your um, final to, design to when you can go to market. To go. You can go to market immediately. Yeah. Now, now what, what's interesting to me is that, you know, when I, when I look at the mask specifically with the fiber optics in it, you know, I immediately think the market is going to be festival goers. Right. And, you know, to, so to me, I like, or, or even like my, I want to buy them for my niece and my nephews, right. When they go, right. uh, 
for for anything. Just that they're going to think they're the and coolest. nephews festival goers. No, but they're twelve years old, right? Eleven years right. old. They're just kids. But that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily fe- what I'm saying is there's these explosive, massive markets now that were yeah. outside of your core community, and well, how I'm are you now you deliberately attacking that? I'm going to ask you a question. Why are you wearing your hat backwards? Yeah, just preference, personal preference. Right. Yeah. Because it's fun, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's fun. And that, it's part and, of and it's, it's what, part of my persona or personality. And that's point, why right? and that's why your twelve year twelve year old nieces and nephews yeah. are, are gonna buy a mask because it's fun. Yeah. Like we, exactly. we all have we all have we all have Absolutely. our inner child. Ooh, I yeah. want one. I'm going I'm getting one now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> after coming across it, I want one already. I know. But you know? but we all have we all have our we all have our inner child. We all we all have that part of us that needs to be playful. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's a lot of where our community is is now. I you know we we started within the strike community, um, and we've been inviting everybody in. And I think part of the reason people want to come play with us um, is because it's fun. There's you know, nobody. Not, but, not, by the way, there's no community more festival. inclusive. There's no community in this world that's more inclusive than the drag community. That's so it's, true. It is. That true. is so like, true. Because otherwise, it goes against everything that the community thing that you build on. Yeah, yeah, right. That's so true. So. the The fascinating thing here is again, it keeps going back to like how you're the, the building the product alongside your customer and really answering to their needs. But I think a, a lot of what the fashion community is plagued with is they are on this traditional schedule, and I feel like so many of them are on a traditional schedule, and if they're not, they're on the really, really other far side of it where it's, we're producing a lot of shit now and now it's becoming a, uh, a pollutant or whatnot. So I'm, I'm wondering with how you're building that process of being able to produce so quickly because most companies have a hard time with that. Right. I, you know, um, we, we, we started calling ourselves a, a fashion brand a long time ago and then we, we stopped it. Um, Mm. I I think part of the reason that we stopped calling ourselves a fashion brand is because we really like to listen and create this community with, with, you know, it it is about community. And I think a lot of even major fashion brands are very um, dictatorship on the way that they're going to tell you what you're going to wear. This is what you are going to wear. This is what you are going to be doing. This is when you are going to be doing it. And, you know, we, we don't, we don't subscribe to that anymore. We we launch a product when it's ready. We'll do something cute because it's a seasonal thing. Um, like we've got something coming out for Christmas. We've got something coming out for, uh, we just launched our glow masks, which are um, UV reactive and our glow fans. Um, hmm. But I oh, think, I'm getting one. you know, I think it's more in response to um, what, what our community is. And, our community doesn't go off of uh, a summer t- 2020 yeah. timeline. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I think I, I love fashion and I still get very inspired by it, but I think what we're seeing more in fashion now um, and especially in 2020 is uh, fashion is more art. It is art. Yes. Right. I am not I am not here to produce art. I am here to produce quality products for my customers. Yeah. I think it's it's a shift. I think what you're hitting on here is a shift in perception of what 
consumers actually value. And I'm hearing more and more like creators, like one of my favorite creators. And I mean, his background is as a, a designer and that's what he is by trade, but he is one of the most artistic people I know, Daniel Vosovic. And He's a creator to me and he builds very similar to how you build. It's very much so talking to his customer all the time, who she is, what she wants, and then producing based off of that instead of let's put together this calendar and out into a year future where they can produce literally within a month if they want to based on their, their, their operations. Anybody has the ability to produce with within a month. Anybody does. The, the, the key is, is you, you can produce something, but the key is, are you going to produce something that's going to sell? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to produce something that is going to sit in your garage? Well, isn't that yeah. the age old question right there, right? Right. So I think, I think, you know, getting back to that creator thing, um, I, I'm sure we're all on TikTok. I'm obsessed with TikTok. Our large part of our audience is on TikTok, and I I go through the videos too, and the videos that I just sit there and get mesmerized by are all these creator videos, mm. right? Like, oh, I'm gonna paint this rock, and I'm like, ooh, that rock is so pretty. And then mm. what I and then as soon as I get done, like looking at the video of that rock, what I'll do is I'll go over into the comment section, and the people that are selling their painted rocks are the ones that are commenting back on every single post of course of every yeah. single Absolutely. customer that Absolutely. has commented on that right that that's their community mm-hmm. yes. the ones so that smart. aren't doing the ones that aren't doing the commenting back and staying in tune with our community and are painting ugly ass rocks crickets <laughs> well crickets <laughs> even if they were nice uh, rocks you know, there, yeah. there is a difference there's the people yeah. that respond to their community and yeah. that's how you're going to know that something's going to sell and something's going to react and there's the people that again just want to sit behind their computer and and think that that's how e-commerce works yeah Oh, Tim, let me tell you, I had no idea what this conversation would lead to. It was a bit of an experiment to see what we came up with just because of Doug, your brand. And I wish we had a whole nother hour with you. Just (laughs) this is fascinating. But we're going to move on to our uh, next segment, which is, of course, the more human side of Tim. Personal questions with a round of off the grid questions right after this. Hey, Dresden, do you like to laugh? Oh, Mark, heartily, heartily. Elsie, do you like comedy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to laugh at Elsie. I know, me too. (laughs) Listen to funny people talking every week. It's a podcast, and we talk about humor and comedy, and honestly, we can barely get through a commercial, but... I promise you'll have a good time here. And we talk to amazing people, comedians, business leaders, inspiring people about their lives and about humor, about comedy. We play improv games. Babble. We babble. We talk about. You'll be inspired and you'll laugh. (laughs) That's why he has a co host. We have. That's right. We have great food, (laughs) celebrity stories, and we always play an improv game. So come on by. You'll have a great time. Funny people talking wherever the best podcasts are found. Tim, it's time for... And now. 
now, it's time for Questions Off the Grid. Which fashion is your business? That's right, Off the Grid Questions, where we go a little off the grid, a little more personal in nature. And we do that All with, right. w- since there's three hosts and one Tim, we uh, figure out the order of our questions with a spin of our big old prize wheel we call the Wheel of Grid Destiny. So we're going to give that a spin. And the first question is from me. Okay, so Tim, uh, my question for you is, um, if you were going to star in a movie, whether or not that's your that's your jam or not, if you were going to star in a movie right now and you got to pick your co-star and you got to pick the kind of character you got to play, what would they be? Right now, Ooh. big budget movie, you get to pick anyone that's alive right now to to, to be your co-star and you get to pick the kind of character you get to play. All right. I, I want to do a remake of Howard the Duck. Oh, I should have right? seen that coming. Why did I not <laughs> right? see that you coming? Should, you should have seen this coming. I want to do a remake of Howard the Duck. I want to play Howard the Duck. Okay. That's just <laughs> freaking awesome. Edit, animate me and, 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 and all of that. CGI it. Um, and then I want the professor to be Patrick Stewart. Oh my god! Because I think he's amazing, and I think he would be incredible in that role. Do, have you ever uh, dressed up as Howard the Duck for Halloween or whatever? No, no. I um, I I used to be so into Halloween, and um, I've had some major life experiences mm. that have happened to me in October. So October has always been kind of a a hard month. Um, for me so well, a lot. I, I used to love it and it's just it's lost a lot of its zazzle god i sound mm. like a lifetime well look movie. i can't i can't i can't i can't i can't promise you that we're going to be life transformative but i hope this will add to your ingredients of good things that happen in october so another uh spin of the wheel and the next question is from alex yeah so my question would be if you didn't have the privilege of doing this every day of building this brand and this community alongside of it what would you want to be doing even if you don't have the 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 necessary skills to do it but if you're like lifetime dream like lifelong dream is i would love to be doing this every single day what would be your 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 sasha fierce career what would that be <laughs> um <laughs> I, I want to I want to be the crazy old tycoon that that lives on an island and invites people over to change their fantasies. Can I? Does it have to be like a real career? Can I have oh, like no, it's whatever some make believe? Yeah, is there going to be? Is it going to be called Necker Island or what are you going to ne- name it? I want I want I want like you know the old fantasy like come to my island and I'll make your yep. dreams come true for the three minutes and then you'll learn some big life lesson and then. You'll go That's back right. to your home forever changed. Like, I want that kind of job. By the way, on that Maybe island. Maybe therapy. I don't know. <laughs> that, oh, <laughs> by the way, on the island, there's lots of ducks, and they're all named Howard. Lots of ducks. All Love right. it. Okay. Right. Another spin of the wheel, just because we can. It's and coming up. I, can, I, it, I, it, I feel it. Oh, I feel it's slowing it down. Time. It's slowing down. It might, it might not. Oh, it does. It's popping. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um <laughs> Well, so I'm wondering, of course, your your business is predicated on selling a, a lot of accessories and a lot of fun. Um, I'm wondering what is the first accessory uh, that you can remember purchasing and being really excited about? Oh, my God. Ring pop. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> Loved Rinpa. Right? Come on. Come on, yes. Ringpop. Yes. That was such was a like... fast answer to Ringpop. Very so good. ready. So <laughs> ready. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. I think it was grape flavor. I very Boy, much remember, like, I loved drink pops when I was a kid. Any mm. candy jewelry was my thing. Like those little <laughs> I love it. Chalkies, yeah, the necklace ones. Those, yeah, yeah the, the chalky, yeah. the chalky that, that would like to... choke you half to death even oh. as a child. Yeah, yes. yeah, so love good. that. But little the ring pops, I love the ring pops. That's right. yes. <laughs> I'm into it. Awesome. All right. Well, it. if if you uh, kind of looking back over our conversation, Tim, and reflecting on the little journey we've taken together. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but is there any kind of maybe final word you'd like to leave or, or any, th- uh, you know, just, just any final note you might like to depart on reflecting? Get out there and do it. Get mm-hmm. out there and do it. Um, I think, you know, a lot of what we've talked about, um, whether it's building a community or whether it's developing a product or whether it's starting your business, like stop planning. You know, planning is important as you're going, Mm. but planning is not the end all and be all. Like you need to get out there and do it. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're going to plan, you're going to sit there forever and plan. So Mm. get out there and do it. You can do it. You can do it. That's that's so true. Thank you so much, uh, Tim. It was such a pleasure to, to spend this time with you and get some insights and learn about the things you've been doing. How can people follow, obviously not just Deaf Boy, but how can they connect with you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Timothy Cochran. You can connect with us at Deaf Boy. Get us, you know, Deaf Boy is, is everything. It is our community. Come join our community. Uh, yes. You can hit us up at daffboy.com. All of our links are uh, in the top and the bottom mm-hmm. of our website. And and if nothing else, just go to daffboy.com, take a look around and see if it's a community you want to be part of. Um, I think I think most of you will will kind of find something fun and playful for yourself. So so come play. Come play. Come play. I love it. Hashtag love come that. play. Well, uh, we, we are remiss. We did never ask you, uh, as I'm sure you've told many times, but what is the origin of the name Daft Boy? <laughs> oh my god um so i again uh child of the 80s watched a lot of um 80s television and i loved public access tv mm-hmm. um back in the day they used to have all the old comedy shows from the uk on there and uh one of my favorite shows was are you being served mm-hmm. uh which is actually a retail show about these characters working in a traditional um, department store. And there was a particular character named Mrs. Slocum. And she was, she was the drag queen of the seventies, like out in TV, like um, actual woman, but total drag queen. And she would Mm. change her hair every week to a different color very cool. Um, and she would always hate the young apprentice character. And she'd always say, you daft boy, you daft boy, get away from me, you daft boy. Yes. Um, so in, in British slang, daft boy is, is, isn't somebody that's stupid. It's somebody that's just kind of like being very frivolous, like they're being over the top or whatever. And you're, it's not necessarily bad, it. but it's not necessarily good. And that's, that's, 
stuck cool. with me Living in the when moment. we started the business and that's where it came from. I love awesome. it. Awesome. Thank I you. I love yeah. a name with history like that. That's great. All right. Well, Tim, thanks so much. Best of luck. It looks like you guys are doing some great stuff and I'm sure you're going to look back five years from now back and say, gosh, look at where we've been since 2020. What a, what a journey, what a ride. So we uh, all are going to do that. We're all going to do we it. We all are. That's right. All right. Thank you so much, Tim. That's it for this episode of Fashion Is Your Business, everybody. And a good one at that. Uh, until next time, we sure appreciate you listening. For Alex. Keep slaying. I like that. And Pavan. Get out there and vote. Yes, oh, and that what, too. Slay and vote. <laughs> yes. Slay and vote. And uh, I, think, I think in all the shows we've done, that may be the first time you've said something else at the end there. Uh, Pavan, that's that's a new one. I love it. You made made room in your sign off for, to encourage people to vote. Uh, I'm yeah. Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network, and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business.